is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick, and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Welcome in. It is a busy Monday in Nashville, Tennessee, and we have a great show for you. Got a lot of things going on, including the Titans in a Monday night showdown in Buffalo against the Bills this evening at 6.15. With all of this in mind, we need to get right to it. Let's start up on the plateau. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you? George, I'm doing great. Another great weekend of football and get to see some more tonight. What could an old man want any better than that? Just plop it in the chair, get you something cold to drink, a little popcorn, and I'm done for two days. I love it. By the way, old can be relative. Let me again pass on my congratulations to my Uncle George, my dad's brother in Little Rock. That's where I was this weekend celebrating his 90th birthday. He is sharp as a tack. He was worried about his hog Saturday night. Bobby Petrino almost beat him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that he's 90 and still sharper than me and you put together. Oh, he's, he's cranking. Got a family history of that. About lost to Missouri State. (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable. That would not have been good for the party. Nope. My aunt would not allow him to watch the game while the party was going on. She was emphatic about that. I tried to lobby the other way and got nowhere. (laughs) So my retaliation was a couple of times to go upstairs to the uh, to the man cave and watch the LSU Mississippi State game. Go Tigers! There, yeah. Billy, how about you this weekend? George, a lot of a lot of football, of course, like everybody else. And I, I'm getting ready for a call in from Uncle George because I know he's nervous right now. No, there's some other relatives threatening to do it, <laughs> and we need no part of that whatsoever. No, no relative call-ins uh, on the plasters. No, we, we do not need that. No. <laughs> oh, so let's put maybe- it this way. I don't think they're all that impressed with their nephew or their cousin. <laughs> they ought to be. No. No, I think they've got it right. <laughs> so what did you do this weekend? Just watch football, George. There's nothing else to do. Had Good. a full day. 
Uh, another day of upsets on Saturday. The Titans, it was weird not watching them yesterday, but we've got Terry McCormick to get us ready for the Titans tonight. You know what? Each uh, and every day during football season, we begin the show with the daily Titans update. Let's check in with Terry McCormick, who is standing by from an office near you. Terry, you look very professorial. Why are we not hearing him? Uh, not sure why. Terry, we're not you got to put the volume on. Maybe unmute your mic if you have it muted, Terry. There we go. I think we got him back. I think we got him. Terry, you there? Maybe not. Oh, this is right. Oh, he's still, um, still can't. Yeah, I'm hearing little bits of him. Little bits and pieces little of Terry. Little bits and pieces. No. Terry, what do we got going on here? Maybe uh, not. No, there we go. Now we got it. Terry, you'll be glad to know that your team's payroll this year is $254 million. Oh, nice. It's gonna gonna go up in the offseason when they try to extend Aaron Judge. Yeah, they're not. He has fifty nine home saying, runs, by the way. I know he's saying goodbye to you at the end of the year. No, no, he's not. He, no, he's not gonna go to your cheap. If he does, he's not going to your cheapskate team. <laughs> no, on that you and I agree. Okay, let's get to tonight. Josh Gordon looks like he's going to be in the lineup this evening. Josh Gordon has been elevated from the practice squad for this ball game, which leads me to believe that Kyle Phillips may be a no-go uh, with that shoulder injury. He was listed as questionable on the injury report uh, when they put it out on Saturday. And my guess would be that they brought up Josh Gordon to be – to give them five receivers for this ball game if Kyle Phillips is a no-go or even if Kyle Phillips is limited and can go. So who handles punt returns, which has been a strength of Kyle Phillips? Well, that's a good question, George. And Mike Vrabel said the other day that there are about three guys who are, I think it was either Mike Vrabel or maybe special teams coach Craig Aukerman said that about three guys who could handle that role, one of them being Amani Hooker, one of them being Robert Woods, and the other being fellow rookie Traylon Burks. Now, the thought of Traylon Burks returning punts is exciting, but with all three of those, and, you know, Watson will probably tell you this, it's a real risk when you use a frontline starter as a punt returner on special teams because that's an element of danger where a guy can get hit and injured you know, and be out of the game, and now you're down to a backup being in the game uh, at that particular position. You know, if they were to lose, say, Amani Hooker because of a punt return, there's a tremendous drop-off at the safety position behind him and Kevin Byard, obviously. If they were to lose either Robert Woods or Traylon Burks, that would severely hamper their wide receivers going into this game. So it's going to be interesting. They may be on one of those situations where it's just – Catch the ball and get us started. Don't try to be a hero with a big return. Which we're used to with them for a long time. Their punt return game has been a complete zero. Phillips has put a little spark into that. Terry, a year ago, the Bills here absolutely could not stop Derrick Henry. I'm guessing your belief is that they load half of Buffalo and part of Syracuse into the box 
to try to stop him. Yeah, you may be right there, George. I think uh, that's probably, you know, mission number one for this Buffalo Bills defense is to contain Derrick Henry because he's kind of had his way with them the last couple of times that they've played. And I think if you're the Titans, then you've got to take advantage of that because if they're going to load up to stop Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill has to make them pay with those one-on-one matchups on the outside. Could be a big night for a guy like Traylon Burks, uh, who has some run-after-the-catch ability. If the Bills want to load the box, then let Burks perform that A.J. Brown type of role by catching a slant in stride and eluding a defender and making a big gain out of it. So, Terry, uh, what else should we talk about uh, that's important in this game in your mind? Well, George, I think you know you got to look at, too, just what all is going on around the AFC South. The Indianapolis Colts laid a complete egg yesterday in Jacksonville, second time that they've done that in the past calendar year. You know, last uh, January, they melted down at Jacksonville and it kept them out of the playoffs. Yesterday was no better. The Texans fought valiantly, but lost out in Denver to the Broncos. So both those teams are 0-1-1. Jaguars are 1-1. So even though this looks like a must-win type situation for the Titans, given the state of this division, it's really not. You know, you'd like it for, you know, to get off the snide and get your first win and, you know, take a share of the division uh, early on. But if you're the Titans, one of the things you're most thankful for right now is that this division does not look real strong. No, you're absolutely right about that. Terry, we'll see how all this plays out and talk to you again tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Terry McCormick with the Daily Titans update here on the show to lead it off. Now we get to the update, which might as well start with boxing. Might as well, George. There is not much to get to. Before we get to it, though, This update is powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Call them at 615-906-8458. And also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and online at SumnerFuneral.com. Sumner Funeral and Cremation, traditional, affordable, and dignified. George, let's start with uh, some NFL news. Boxing. Some, some boxing. Number one, the NFL has suspended Mike Evans for uh, for one game for violations of unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct rules in the Bucks' 20-10 win over the Saints. We all saw the, the highlight of him somewhat protecting Tom Brady, even though they were just – I mean, Tom was just talking trash with Marshawn Lattimore, and in comes Mike Evans – just uh, dump trucking him. I mean, <laughs> he plowed over Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, so. he acted like a total punk. Watson, he and Marshawn Lattimore just need to have a boxing match for charity. This has been going on for years. Uh, I'm not sure that either one of them would do it without a helmet on. So. <laughs> it's, it's a lot different fighting in a football uniform with a helmet on than it is get, jumping in that ring, George, so. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I saw where he's going to appeal it. Yeah, good I mean, luck on that. Good luck on that. I mean, <laughs> he totally just nailed the guy. I mean, he just went running right at him and he needs to be a safety. That was a form tackle he put on him. Um, 
you know, we're going to talk about this later. Tom Brady spent the entire day yelling at, screaming at everybody. Other than people in the press box, nobody was left, you know, unscathed. No, uh, it's, uh, we need to spend some time on that. That's concerning to will. me. It's concerning to me. I, I've, I've seen him do forms of this before. I've never seen him anywhere close to this. So. Item number two. Item number two, the Las Vegas police is investigating the allegation of a fan hitting Kyler Murray after the game. He was high-fiving front-row spectators uh, following Byron Murphy's game-ending fumble return yesterday when a man appeared to reach out and smack Murray in the face with an open hand. Uh, the video showed Murray appearing stunned but not injured. So we'll have to see what extent uh, these these allegations end up being on uh, on Murray against this fan. So this is this is something that sports is having more and more trouble with. Now, the deal was that at the end of this great comeback that Arizona had, Kyler Murray kind of, you know, jumped toward the front row and he's high-fiving people. And this one guy who obviously was not an Arizona fan smacked him. And, <laughs> you know, that Watson, it's gone too far. And I don't know what the answer is. Well, we got to keep the players the players out of the stands first, uh, and and just more security all around the floor or on the field. To me, George, we got to stop this. Th that this is where melee start. I mean, something like this happens and the stands empty. I mean, it just turns into something ugly. And um, I'm with you. I, this has been going on the last few years. We've seen it in basketball. We've seen it in football. I mean, I. Please, let's get this stopped because what we're seeing is one thing. What it could turn into oh, is something God. really, really yeah. ugly, George. Yeah. Item number three. Item number three, we go to Major League Baseball. Six MLB teams are set to pay luxury taxes. Ronald Blum of the AP reported that the New York Mets, the L.A. Dodgers, the New York Yankees, Philadelphia Phillies, Boston Red Sox, and San Diego Padres are all in line to pay the penalty for their payrolls, tying the mark of six teams set in 2016. So this ties a record of six teams this year. Yeah, all this BS the owners try to throw out about they're not making any money. Well, then why are you spending all this money? I mean, clearly, Watson, they wouldn't be spending it if they didn't have it. Only ones that do that's the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everybody else, everybody else has a budget, George, and we we've got to stay within them. So I'm with you. I, no poor mouthing on this one. They're not spending it if they don't have it. You know, here here's something people are going to be shocked to hear this out of me, because at times I've gotten all over Liberty Media about being cheapskates, the owner of the Atlanta Braves. However, I am proud of the fact that the Braves have not gone haywire. And their, their budgets are what it ought to be. These six, two or three of these ought to be ashamed. San Diego, total underachiever. Red Sox, dead last. Philly, as long as Bryce Harper's there, never going to be what they should be. 
And yet those are three of your six highest payrolls. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's fine line in it, George. I mean, it. You, you go out and it's a little bit like these ADs do in college. You get a hot dude. He has a nice one little run real quick, has a real nice year, and they go hire him. And that it doesn't always mean that's the fit because it's a hot dude. What the fine line to me is, I mean, where would the Braves be right now if they had signed Freddie Freeman? Uh, how much further, how many more wins would they have? And how much better might they be? And how much less good might the Dodgers be as we go into the plows? Where would the Titans be right now if they had signed A.J. Brown instead of trading him because of the money that he wanted? I mean, it's a fine line. And, and, that's why I don't I don't care to have those general managers' jobs, and yeah. uh, that's that's why I really respect Danny so much when he comes on with us. Believe me, now he's been in the rooms making those decisions oh, yeah. and and over and having to think about a lot of different things when you make them. So my hats off to those people. Last story, really quick. Last story here: Eastern Michigan has suspended their uh, basketball star Imoni Bates after uh, he was found with uh, carrying a concealed weapon in his car and altering ID marks on a weapon. So two felony gun charges. Former Memphis basketball star, yeah, and he had a lot of potential and uh, very well could have just gone down the drain a little bit. Nice story. Hmm. Wow. Okay, here's what we've got today. When we come back. A breakdown of the Bills and the Titans with Watson Brown. Then some discussion of what went on in week number two of the NFL. And man, there are some crazy stories there. During the five o'clock hour, we'll go our college football top four, our studs and duds of the week, and then just general conversation. Reaction Monday, it absolutely is. We'll check in on the Titans and the Bills when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. George, can you move closer to like, this way when you're in the a little bit? Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. 
They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Less than two hours away from the Titans and the Bills from Orchard Park, New York. Here's a little uh, stat for you. Buffalo has not won a Monday night football game at home since 1994. Wow. Hammer the Titans tonight. <laughs> Thank you. So Watson, we do, we try to get creative on this show. And yeah. what we've tried to do is put together what you'll call, I guess, tale of the tape. Let's take a look at it and then have you explain it. We try to be creative. Well, we do. We do. Watson, <laughs> let's start with the running game where you're basically saying if the Titans are going to win, they dead gum well better dominate that piece of the football game. Yeah, I think it's two pieces to that, George. We're gonna Derek's got to have a heck of a night and and we've we've everything's got to come off the run. You can't come off the run unless you're running it well. So we have to run the football very well. And then on the other side, I think the running game comes into play because our defensive front needs to dominate the run and absolutely turn the bales into one dimensional which gives us our best shot at, at beating those guys. So I see the running game as a plus here in two ways, us running it well and our defensive front stopping the run on the other side. 
given the fact that the Titans wide receiver core is really not what it was a year ago without AJ Brown and 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 all of the stuff that we have talked about a year ago Buffalo couldn't stop the Titans so don't they stack half the free world in there and say look you're going to be forced to throw to beat us yeah I I, I think till last year is when it got there, finally got their attention about the Titans. I think they've been built here in recent years to beat the Chiefs. And that's who they had to beat to get to the Super Bowl. That's who they were trying to get to was the Chiefs. And that style is, and we're going to talk about this in the intangibles here in a minute, but I agree, George. And now they're having to say, uh-oh, we've got to come up with a different plan. And in the offseason, I think that – this is the mark game in the offseason, not not the Rams, but we got to beat the Titans if we're going to get back on top of the AFC. And we'll see tonight what their thoughts are. Okay, in the throwing game, you have the check mark with Buffalo, and that's absolutely right. Uh, Stefan Diggs is really good. Josh Allen, oh, by the way, is really good. Dawson Knox from Brentwood Academy a really good tight end. Watson, I guess I came away scratching my head at how little Austin Hooper played in the opening game. I don't get that. I'm interested tonight who gets the lion's share of Titans tight end. Well, it's going to be interesting because I think we're going to go back to old-style Titan football. I think that Mike was able to get in the the offensive meeting room and say, Okay, guys, enough's enough. Let's get back to what we do. You're going to see a lot more stretch zone plays, a lot less gap block plays, as I call them. We're going back to what Derek does best. He's not a sideways runner, George. He's absolute downhill guy. And so it leads to the passing game. For us to win this game, this has got to be closer than this check mark is to me. We've got to we got to move that check to nearly to the middle where it's even. So we're going to have to pass the ball well, in my opinion, to win this game. I think it'll come off of the running game. We're not going to beat them with drop back matching their drop back passing game. They've also got Davis out, who is a really good receiver, really good. And now we can we can look more toward Diggs. Uh, because with Davis and Diggs both out there, man, that, that that's two toughies. One of those two are now gone in the game, and I think that's a advantage for our secondary. But this is this is a this is a plus going in. We as Titans have got to get this more even as as this game goes on. Okay, the check mark on defense we believe will be a lot closer to the middle of that line, yeah. even though Buffalo will have the advantage. Yeah. Watson, the, the big loss for the Bills, Ed Oliver, the kid from Houston, University of Houston, who has gone on to a really good pro career, will not play tonight. No, that's huge, George. There's not been a lot of talk about that. He is, in my opinion, I think he's their best defensive lineman. And he makes a lot of tackles behind the line in running game, uh, rushing quarterbacks, chasing running backs down. I mean, this kid is a really good football player, and he's not playing either. Two big people not playing tonight for for the Bills. And 
that's where I think the defense, I give the check to the Bills because of our secondary. We've not proven yet that we're a quality secondary. Going from last year into this year, I didn't think we played very well at all in the first game. And so if if we're going to catch them defensively, we're, we're even, and maybe now that Oliver's out, we're probably a little better up front. But I just think their secondary is better than theirs at covering the pass. I don't know how they are stopping the run, but I think they cover the pass better than our guys do. And they play a lot with George with five DBs. And that's where I'm anxious to watch early in the game if they do that on early downs with Derrick Henry. They did that last year a lot, played with five DBs. <laughs> that fifth DB couldn't tackle Derrick if he'd had uh, two more safeties to help him. Uh, so I think the difference is the secondary – and uh, we can catch them a little bit if our secondary just plays better tonight. You have the check mark to the Titans for intangibles. Tell me why. There's two big ones to me, and these injuries help that. One of them does with Oliver. I think the the intangible of we our style of offense is the one they, the offense they don't like playing. And they've, they've spent the offseason saying, how are we going to get this under control? So that's a major intangible to me. When you don't lie as a coach and a team, you don't like playing a certain style, it's, it's hard on you. And uh, they flat, I promise you, if they had to pick, this would not be somebody they'd want to play week in and week out. I think that's a big intangible to the game. And, and I think after last week, Coach Rabel's in there, and he always does this in big games anyway. Go back to our style. They seem to tinker a lot against the poorer teams. And then when they come to a big game against a good team, you see them go right back to what they do best. That's hard for me to understand sometimes why they do that. But the intangible of they do not like playing our style and Oliver now out even makes it harder on them. The second intangible is – this fits right into Vrabel and the Titans. I mean, George, this is what he does. He he loves these games where the Bills are great, poor old Titans. And this is it. Here it is again. And I'm telling you, we're going to be right there when this game's over, win or lose. It just it, This is Titan football in all ways. Bad-looking game last week. Everybody on us. Everybody talk about how good the Bills are. They and, and probably neither one are as good or bad as they played in right. the first game. Yeah. And so this fits right into his wheelhouse, man. Mike's had a blast all week long getting ready for this game. Okay. Let's go back to the check mark system. You have special teams dead even. That's why we have the check mark on the line. Um but without yeah. Kyle Phillips, that's a big law. If he doesn't play. Now, the last thing I saw was he was going to play, but we don't know yet. And if he doesn't play, and then we did miss the last second field goal last week, uh, I would move that back toward the Bills if if Kyle Phillips doesn't play because a backup returner normally who hadn't caught near as many punts and hadn't been in a game yet doing it with the ones he called out, I don't think any of those guys that – that uh, were called out earlier today um, have ever caught a punt for the Titans in a ball game. So that one, if Kyle Phillips doesn't play, might get moved back 
to the to the Bills a little bit. What I remember, the last two games in this series, the uh, the COVID game two years ago, uh, played in front of essentially an empty stadium. The Titans wore out Buffalo. Yeah. A year ago, it was a miracle. It came down to the buzzer. Remember the weird attempt at a quarterback sneak where it looked like mm. Buffalo was going to win the game. Yeah, bad looking play. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. So very high scoring. Watson, let's see what you think as far as point totals. Oh, yeah. More I, of the I, got same, it, huh? I got it going to be a great game again. That it was that they should have won, but yet they never stopped us last year. They did not. And they still haven't stopped us. And this is the third time they're going to try it now. I don't think they stop us again tonight. I think this is a high scoring game. I got Bills 35-31. I wouldn't be surprised if it was reversed. I I got a feeling Ryan Tannehill's going to have one of those games like he had against them. He played well against them last year. And I think he's the missing piece that we've kind of not talked about in this whole section. Ryan will get his shot because they're gonna they're gonna crowd the box. I don't know anything they can do. And that's plays into Ryan Tannehill's hand. That's the kind of throws he throws best. So let's see where it goes. Okay, so your gut feeling is the Titans play really well and do not win. That's my gut feeling, but I wouldn't bet the house on it. Because <laughs> I think I think they could very well win the game. It's okay. just if it was in if it was in Nashville, I picked the Titans again. But with it being in Buffalo and that crowd is is special up there. Oh, it's and yeah. and it's in the crawl a little bit of the Bills. I mean, they've been embarrassed by the Titans the last two times they played. And George, nobody likes getting run over. You, you, you get beat on a tilt pass, but they, you don't like getting run over. The Titans have run right through them. And so, like I said, I think this game was marked in the offseason. Much more than playing the Rams last week was marked. And so I'm really anxious to see what the Bills' theory is on how to stop them when their style is to play with double safeties a lot and five DBs, that ain't going to stop this style of offense. Okay, after the break, we're going to get into week number two of the National Football League season and go right where all of you would want to talk, and that is quarterbacks, good and bad. There's some stuff going on right now that needs to get some conversation. This is Main Street Media Television. Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. Thank you. 
At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Time to go around the league. When last we checked in on the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow had gotten sacked nine times against the Titans in the playoff game and yet lived to tell about it. But you remember Cincinnati's front office vowed to take care of that issue, go out and retool that offensive line. Really? 13 sacks. In two games, Watson, they're going to get that kid killed. I'm in shock, George, that they spent this kind of, We were just talking about money spent here yeah. in, a, in a section earlier. Man, I don't, it doesn't look like they spent their money wisely. Uh, gosh, I mean, yesterday, they're coming from everywhere. 
I mean, Dallas looked like all-stars on defense. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. And I mean, poor the look in the look in his eyes when he come to the sideline said, My gracious, we fixed this. <laughs> what if we had and, and he wasn't giggling about it either. No. I mean, it just the look in his eyes like, what is going on? And I don't know. I They've been very disappointing in the first two games. Very disappointing. Defense has been okay. The disappointment's been on offense. Yeah. Because they can't get any rhythm because the quarterback can't get the ball off. He was sacked a league high 51 times a year ago. At this pace, he would get sacked 110 times. Woo. They got to fix it oh. somehow. I don't know how you do. I, I don't know because I saw a lot of one-on-one miss blocks. Just people couldn't block the guy across the line of scrimmage from. I'm, and, a, I'm actually happy it's not nine times anymore, so I don't have to hear that anymore. I'm glad it's been 13 times. Nine times. It may reach nine again, Billy, pretty quick. <laughs> I'm telling you. It might. And then there was Tua with by far his best mm. game as a pro against a Baltimore defense that I think it's fair to say has taken on some water. Ooh, uh, they've got skill now. The Dolphins are fun to watch. If you've watched some of that as they, they made that comeback yesterday, yeah. they've got they've got speed. They've got speed at wide receiver, and it, it's they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, you The way to you mess with Tua to me, is you got to get in his face, George. You can't give him throwing lanes. He's not very big to me. Kind of throws a little low ball, and and you've got to get you've got to rush him up inside. Yesterday he slid around and did a really good job. And if I'm the Dolphins, I design more plays to get him moving around a little bit, fake one way, go the other, and and do a lot more of that than just pure drop back pass because the kid is accurate. He doesn't have the greatest, strongest arm, but he's accurate. And, and uh, man, they've got speed. They're, they're, by the end of the year, if those kids stay healthy, they're going to lead the league in yak yards. There's no doubt in my mind. Tariq Hill, I don't care where he plays. That kid is a hell of a football player. Yes. Ain't nobody still covered him in the league. Meanwhile, the same cannot be said in Denver, where Russell Wilson got the crap boot out of him like – numerous times yesterday, 45% passing, which in this day and time in the NFL is unheard of. They eked out a 16-9 to victory. Do you see something that's going on there? I didn't get to see any of that game. I saw the first one, and they they didn't look coordinated yet. I just – he was late throwing here. He'd look at a receiver like he thought he was going to go somewhere else. Uh, he's holding the ball in the pocket way too long right now. Like, again, I saw first game I did not see yesterday. He missed some open people in the first game, George, where he threw high. Um, yeah. But they didn't look coordinated. And uh, so they got a long way to go to me to get that done. And, boy, there's another one that was a lot of money spent on that one. And uh, their defense hadn't been as good at the start of the year either. Of course, uh, you know, it's not all the same players they had last year, but at the same time, their defense was really good. 
And with a change of coaches, they're not as good on defense right now. So the Broncos, to me, are, are one of those duds we've been talking about a little bit here yeah. at the start. Nathaniel Hackett has not been Vince Lombardi. Not yet. <laughs> he said no. He's had Not some uh, clock management issues. Oh, good Lord. Let's don't even go to that one. No. And, and I'm going to tell you, that could hurt him. Well, sure it could. Him not, him not showing confidence and letting letting Russell have that. They make that first down and go in and, and, and win that game, George. I think they probably win last week. So that, that, that could be a little carryover that he's going to have to work on. Jimmy G is now the man in San Francisco. Really sad story about Trey Lance and the injury. But Watson, my gut feeling was Garoppolo is still better. Uh, he's better right now. I guess they were ready to make the switch and go. And that's going to be another year. That's tough. And I feel so sorry for that kid. He's just finally getting his start to play and breaks his ankle in game two early in game two. So, but they lucked out on this one because I don't think they were planning on keeping Jimmy G. No. And just the way it all worked out, and here they've got they've got their starting quarterback back from last year who played well in that ball game and won it for them. So, <laughs> they're the luckiest. The 49ers right now are the luckiest bunch in the world. Okay, so now we can eliminate the Jimmy Garoppolo going anywhere. But if you're San Fran, do you have to rethink the long term? Do you have to draft a quarterback? Do you have to sign Garoppolo to better money? How, how does this play out? I think Jimmy has to be the one to play it out. It's going to be off of how Jimmy plays because it's his team again, and it's going to be his team with a broken ankle. It's it's his for the year. And, and uh, so I don't know, George, but I think it's all on Jimmy. He's got to prove to them he's their guy. Okay. I never thought I would say this. First of all, Cooper Rush was really good. And I've got a couple of friends of mine out of Dallas saying, Cooper Rush handles their offense better than Dak Prescott. Now, I don't know that I believe that, but I watched yesterday with a little bit different perspective. And Watson, I think it at least has to get discussed a little bit. No, it's and, and it's going to play out. We just talked about Jimmy G. It's going to play out with Cooper Rush. I mean, he's now going to be the guy for probably the next three to four games. And uh, what does he do with it? He, he got his start yesterday and did great. What does he do in the next one? Now that everybody's got this film and watched him and, how are they going to try to defend him? The one thing I saw on one of these TV shows, George, before we came on, that I was watching on uh, uh, one of the NFL shows, is they have the way through the league to break down how quick you get rid of the ball. And right. yesterday, Cooper Rush averaged 2.3. My whole career as a quarterback coach, I'd stand out in pass scale, uh, which means you're going your pass offense against pass defense with no pass rush. And if the and the quarterback held it past 2.5, I blew a whistle and uh, would not let my quarterbacks hold it past 2.5. And that's quick. And for this kid to average 2.3 per throw, that's really quick. And that's why he didn't get sacked any yesterday. Dak does hold the ball longer than Cooper Rush does. Now, a lot of those may have been a little quick throws. There's coverages to take away those quick throws 
maybe and make him have to take it down the field. It'll be interesting to see how somebody plays him next week. And the final one, Tom Brady acted like a jerk yesterday. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Uh, you just got to call it out. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. And uh, Tom's always gotten on these guys, but nothing nothing like that, George. You could read his lips, what he's saying to them. Uh, he's getting on everybody. He went and got on an official. That's really what started that whole deal with the fight. Right. He walked all the way down the field and said, that's pass interference. Uh, he, he wouldn't look his coach in the eye when they're talking on the sidelines. He'd keep looking at his iPad, and I don't know how it still worked from after he threw that up against the wall and threw his helmet up against the wall. Um, I don't know. I, you would think the opposite to me, George. If, you're, if you've missed 11 days of practice when the rest of your teammates are busting it in practice, you wouldn't think that's the way you would react to your teammates. If you're going to take off every Wednesday for the rest of the year while your teammates are practicing, you wouldn't think that would be your reactions. There's more to this than meets the eye, in my personal opinion. I think the personalness that he's dealing with is really bothering him and getting to him, and he's going to have to figure it out because – Tom can't do that every week, George. He can't, can't, he can't react like that. He knows it. He knows that. He's a very smart guy. And, and I understand he's 45 years old. There's coaches on his staff younger than him. Right. And so in some ways he comes across a lot of these kids as a coach. I understand that. But yesterday I thought it just went too far. It got personal. It got personal and shaking his head toward them and, catch the blankety ball. And, and, um, so I don't, I didn't like it, but I also feel for Tom and he better figure it out. And I think he will. He's a very smart guy. Okay. Let me ask you this in that locker room, you know, as well as I do that while he was gone and it got out, he was in the Bahamas. There's some players who really ripped into him without ever saying it publicly. You know, after yesterday, that some of those players are getting tired of this. Is there a group, maybe of veterans, about to sit down with him and say, Listen, we've about had all of your crap we're going to put up with. Either shape up or screw you, go play for the Dolphins or go play for whatever. Is he about to explode their locker room? If Tom's what I think Tom is, he will beat them to the point. And 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 talk through it a little bit with his teammates. Winning uh, creates a lot of positives, George. Sure. And they've won two games and 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 two good games, and both of them on the road. And and their arch rival, uh, they just beat. Winning takes care of a lot of stuff. I'm not sure that anything will be said. Till something negative starts happening. At that point, it might be. But I'd like to think Tom is going to address this and say, look, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to control myself better. Uh, he did a little bit of that after the game, but he didn't make he, – he just said, well, this was a real emotional game. And I, I didn't think that went far enough for that. And uh, his status is different than a normal guy, though. Uh, the, the locker oh, room treats him as the assistant yeah. head coach. You know, they, they do. They, 
And a lot of ways, I'm not sure they don't treat him as a head coach. And uh, so he gets away with some things because of his totally maturity, his tenure, and his success that other QBs couldn't even come close to getting away with. Okay, up till now in his career, no one has ever said anything negative about him publicly. Do you think this was starting to creep up in New England and that Bill Belichick started to say, you know what, this is getting out of hand? Is that well, a that, side of this that nobody's thought about? That, that's, a, that's a good point you make. Um, I'd hate to even go there because we got nothing to go on. Uh, it, that was never said when he left on either side. Um, I know for a fact from having close friends that, in that program that he is very well respected on that football team, very well respected on the Bucks, on the Bucks. But this has but to be can't, heard. But he can't keep doing what he did yesterday. Thank goodness they won that game or that, that, that thing could have blown up ugly. We'll go to the break, and then it's stat of the day through Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know, we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis. So, you know, whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk.
Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day. Brought to you by John English Vintage Sports and Cards and Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. In Shelbyville, Tennessee, you can visit John English Vintage Sports and Cards. They've got memorabilia, trading cards. They specialize in antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and other sport-related items. Visit them in Shelbyville, open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online, johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit them online at rockcastlewealth.com for more information. And let's move on now to today's stat of the day. Who is the only quarterback in NFL history with a winning record when trailing by 10-plus points in a game. And he's played in a minimum of 20 games. A little hint, he is a current quarterback. Who is the only quarterback in NFL history with a winning record when trailing by 10 points or more in a game? Watson and, and Billy, you stay out of this. Do not hit any buzzers. All right. We're going to talk as civilized human beings. We don't want to get buzzed or... Well, ju just talk through it. Yeah. Watson, the, the first one that comes to mind is Mr. Anger Management himself, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be one. I, it's, doesn't it have to be one of the, one of the better guys? Yeah, Aaron, Russell Aaron Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, wouldn't it have to be one of the better guys? Well, first of all, 
Mahomes probably has not had 20 games where he's been down 10 or more. Would you buy that? Um, 20 games makes it and behind 20 games by 10 or more would. Yeah. That would appear to make it a real veteran. You with me there? I think we lost Watson. Well, that's a tragedy. He's back. He was down a bunch. If you will repeat that, because we lost you there for a second. You got me now? Yep, sure do. Okay. Uh, our, our guy with the Falcons that's now with the Colts, he'd be down a bunch. An older guy. Um, would Matt Ryan have had would Matt Ryan have had that many comebacks? I don't know. I know he I would I would think, I think he'd be one. Yes. And then, uh, what about Stafford? Well. What about Stafford? I'm I'm not hearing me. You're not? You're not? Nope. Uh so I'll just keep going. Um you don't hear me, George? Not working. Um now it is. There we go. Um, Watson, I think it's Brady or Russell Wilson. I think it's one of the two. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with that. So pick one. I think it's Brady. Okay. I just don't know if he was down 20 times, but he's had a long career. So let's see what we got. Oh, are you kidding? Mahomes. 11 and 9. Oh. Watson. Tom Brady's the next. I totally bagged on Mahomes. Yeah. So Brady is the next best. Yep. Yeah. That was close. And he's been down. He's trailed a lot. Yeah, and he's pulled out a lot. He's pulled out a lot of games mm -hmm. in his time in New England. Uh he really that that's a great question. Wow. Okay, it is 5 o'clock, and we have things to do. We sure do, George. It is the 5 o'clock hour, and it is brought to you by Middle Tennessee Bone & Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, Middle Tennessee Bone & Joint has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information. Now we go strictly Reaction Monday college football. This is an exercise that right now is pretty obvious. Okay, three of the four are codlock cinches. However, as the season goes along, there is reason to believe that we will at some point have some level of debate. So Watson, let's see who you've got. Let's start. Are we going backwards. Let's go. Number four is probably the one that's up for discussion. Yeah. I just left them there because of last week. Nobody's come close to them. They hadn't played anybody yet. They in years past though, when they wouldn't play people very good early, they, they didn't look that good. They've looked really good in all three games. And 
And uh, so I've still got them four, but I think there's three on their heels. And the three are Oklahoma, Southern Cal, and Clemson. Okay. I think there's seven people right now that are in that mix. Do you really believe in Southern Cal? Yeah, I I liked I, – I was surprised at the Stanford game, how, how they good they are on offense and they, they look better on defense. And then I was really impressed with Fresno. Fresno's yeah. better than you give them credit for. And and uh, Southern – that could have been an easy walk game for, for Southern Cal not show up. And that game wasn't even close. I mean, Southern Cal dominated them and looked good on defense in doing it. So I got Southern Cal right there, and then Oklahoma has been very impressive. And Clemson keeps hanging on. I keep leaving them there um, in in that next three just because the ACC. The ACC to me does not look very good. I mean, Wake Forest should have lost to Liberty. And um, I just don't see anybody. NC State looks okay. I got them in that next – Five after that, there's about 11 teams, I think, 11 or 12, that are still in this thing, still in the talk. And uh, but NC State's not good them? enough on offense, I don't think, George. They're pretty good on defense, but I'm not sure. They're, they're very consistent on offense. And and I just don't think the ACC is very good. And my brother's part of it. I get it. Yeah. But I don't think they're very good. Okay. Are Kentucky and Tennessee two Kentucky and Tennessee are in my next – Four or five. There's three SECs, and I'm about to throw one out, and that's Arkansas. After that debacle Saturday night, you it, or they were lucky. If you're if you're top ten in the country, you don't an FCS can't play with you. They just can't do it. And uh, but I've got them still in there. Three SECs: Tennessee, Kentucky, and Arkansas. And then I've I've got uh, Oklahoma State, and I've got NC State. So there's there's my twelve that I think are still in the running. I think everybody else is not going to be good enough. Okay. Now let's just do the obligatories here and run through Ohio State. No surprise. Alabama. No surprise. And Georgia, who went to South Carolina and basically took over that stadium and just ransacked the old Gamecocks. Again, overreaction Monday sometimes, but no contest. I mean, dang, is Georgia that good or is South Carolina that bad or is it probably a little bit of both? I mean, no contest, none. That game was over in the first quarter, and you could see it immediately. And Coach Beamer had been talking about we've got a bunch of really good SEC players and – that's got to be hard to take now because I truly think he thought this would be a really good game. And it wasn't anything that South Carolina really did that was bad or anything. They just looked outmanned. Looked badly outmanned. Okay, yeah. let, me, let me try this one on you. We're both intrigued by Southern Cal. And yet the, the, the concept of Southern Cal on a neutral site going toe-to-toe with an Alabama or a Georgia. And that's what a playoff scenario would be. Watson, I just can't see it. No, I'm not sure any from the four down I can see. (laughs) I've said it all along. There's three, and then you got a group of the rest for four. 
And so I don't know that I see one that could play with Alabama or Georgia from Michigan down. I'm not sure in a neutral site in Atlanta playing in a semifinal game. I'm not sure any any of these can handle those two. And now and probably Ohio moment. State will. And huh? now it's the moment that all of you have breathlessly awaited. Oh, nice. You like yeah, that, George? Where did that come from? I made it. <coughs> Excuse me. You good? Yes. That was very creative. All right, we're going to start with studs. Studs. I've got four studs from this week. First stud of the weekend, Kansas beats Houston. They keep it rolling 48-30. to 30. And Lance Leopold's stock just keeps going up and up and up and up. Watson, how is he doing this? He he brought in a bunch of transfers. He did that. That's it's you hit the right ones. It's a lot easier to fix a team quicker than it was in the old days, George. But his teams are playing better. So I, I it's not just recruiting. I think it's also watching them play. They're disciplined. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, I don't know how far this stud goes. Um, I don't know how good they really are just yet, but there's nothing you can take away from them in these three games. They beat West Virginia on the road, who honestly, if they don't blow it, beats Pitt on the road. Right. And then they come back and beat Houston, who may be highly overrated. Um, They may be highly overrated because they hadn't played good coming into this game. And uh, that was – Probably my first pick. I don't remember who picked it in. I know somebody did in the in our underdogs pick. If I'd have been picking first, this was my game because I I think Kansas is playing good, but Houston's not been playing good. So I think Kansas is maybe the most improved team in the country, but I'm not sure still how far it's going to go. Let's see how it plays out. Okay. My second stud is LSU. They absolutely in the second half took over and laid waste to Mississippi State. Watson, I was stunned at how bad that margin got. Just it, it didn't look like Georgia, South Carolina, but there was a dominance there. South uh, Mississippi State really could not do anything offensively in the second half, and, and LSU just kept making enough plays to find it a way to get points. And uh, I... I had a feeling on this one. I I, I, I I really like Mississippi State, but this one scared me because the last two times they've played, Mississippi State's dominated this team. And LSU's got players now. If they, if they can put it together, they'll be around and be a factor. They're not going to get up there with Alabama, in my personal opinion, but they're going to be, they're going to finish high in the, in the conference if, if they can stay healthy. They still look like LSU. The athletes and Mississippi State's a lot better, and I think Mississippi State's going to have a good year. But their athletes look better than than the Bulldogs did Saturday, George. They look better, considerably better. Yeah. The third one, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if Michigan State is not as good as that eleven ranking, the eleventh ranked team in the country. This game was over essentially at the national anthem, not nearly as close as the final score would indicate. 
this was my second pick in underdogs that I had. I had picked third this past week, and this was going to be my second pick, and it was still there, but it ended up not being enough points, and I would have lost because I was going to pick Michigan State. Uh, Washington looked good. I don't, I don't know, again, how you turn it around that quickly, uh, but they look good in all phases, and I think they're going to be a factor in the Pac-12. And, again, we got to be careful on overreaction Monday, especially early in these college seasons, George. Because yeah. you tend to lay an egg early here or there, and and uh, but gracious, proof's in the pudding. I'm with you. I turned it off. Uh, it was a dominance in the game, and it wasn't worth watching. You just knew there there was no comp- competitiveness in that ball game. Fourth stud is simply Georgia. They looked like they should annex to the NFC West. Um, God, here's what blows me away, Watson, because they have they have achieved Alabama level stuff. They've got a great tight end in Brock Bowers, who honestly is more of a wide receiver to me than he is a tight end. And then I see this big six seven kid come in at one point, and I'm like, Dad, gum, the rich get richer. Oh, they've got they've got tight ends out the gazoo. I'm telling you, <laughs> they 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 are big, nice looking kids. Oh. Of the team, I wouldn't want to play. It's this bunch because you not only lose, you're sore in the dickens when it's over because they can throw it, but they can run right over you. I don't see a major drop off on defense. I, I don't think they're as dominant in the defensive line, but they're dadgum good in the defense. Yeah, they're good enough. And, George, that secondary, big kids, long-armed, knock the fool out of you. I I think Alabama and Georgia play two weeks from now. Georgia wins the game. I think right now Georgia's the better team. We'll see them in December. Yeah, we're going to see them if they're both healthy. It's going to be maybe, one heck of a ball game. And maybe in January. And maybe again in January. Okay, let's get to the duds, and there were several. Let's begin with Northwestern. Watson, for the first time, a very good football coach in Pat Fitzgerald. Looks like he cannot recruit anymore to the level to keep them where they had been. I thought for 15 years he did an unbelievable job. They lost to Southern Illinois. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but they, yeah, they don't look good. They, and when when I watch them, even in the Nebraska game, I thought they outcoached Nebraska. I didn't think that their players looked better than Nebraska's players, and Nebraska's not very good. No. So I just I just think Northwestern in is good. I don't know George and these private schools. Sometimes it's hard to go to the transfer portal. You can't. You can't rely on that like that some of these other schools can for academics and a lot of different reasons, but you just can't go to the transfer portal the same way. And the money now that's rolling in the Big Ten, the one thing that I will say here early in a overreaction Monday, the Big Ten talent level is catching the SEC. It's catching it. I'm telling you, I'm seeing more and more athletes in the Big Ten. I used to see the big old brutes and knock you down. I'm starting to see more athletes that look like more SEC teams in the Big Ten. And I think all this money these schools are getting, yep. recruiting is picking up. And uh, 
this this two conference deal right now looks like a two conference deal because I don't think the Big Twelve, the Back Twelve, or the ACC is anywhere close to the SEC and the Big Ten right now. Arizona State is the second dud. They lost at home to Eastern Michigan. It got a head coach fired in Herm Edwards. That one, um, I, I don't know, Watson. We're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. But Eastern Michigan, you know, that, that that's not Michigan. No. <laughs> no. No, that's not. And I, I feel for Herm – They've got a lot more than losing to Eastern Michigan, George, that we'll get into. Yeah. They've got some deep issues, man, that uh, the school's going to have to deal with, I'm afraid. The third one is Georgia Tech. Watson, the two years that I did their games, not only was there a Calvin Johnson who was a stud, but they had a defense full of SEC-level caliber athletes guys that could really run and play. And, you know, they competed toe-to-toe the two years I I was there with Georgia. Uh, Georgia obviously was down from from what they are right now. But I looked at at that game Saturday. Georgia Tech was helpless. No, they're going to be a change there. Yeah, Jeff Collins is going to get fired whether – it, it's, During the year, it, at the it end may, of the it year. may it may be a race to see who gets it first, Harson or or Collins. Uh, both of them teams looked. You know, as a as a coach, you never want. I see the look in coaches' eyes when they're getting clobbered, and there's not much they can do about it. And and uh, I just I, I'm not. I know I'm taking up for coaches here, but. Those two guys are not going to make it. Their teams are just not good enough. And no. They just don't have good enough players. And it's too late now. Can't, he can't get it done. Yeah. The fourth dud is Auburn. And we will talk more about the ramifications of what went on Saturday because they are enormous. We'll leave it at that for now. We'll come back and talk about Brian Harson's future, which frankly is no future whatsoever. He's going to get it. You can feel it. The only question to me is, is it going to happen during the season or afterwards? We'll talk about it when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. One area I can help with is if you are newly or nearly retired or maybe have changed jobs and have an old 401k account. You may need more information to help you clearly understand your options. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. 
Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Justin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It is Reaction Monday, and it's College Football Reaction Monday. So here goes. Two things that I believe. Number one, 
Brian Harson's going to get fired at Auburn. The, the talent is just not there to win at the level that Auburn people believe Auburn football ought to win at. He's got a dud for a quarterback, and I don't know if he had anything better, he'd already be playing somebody over T.J. Finley. That's what I believe. I think we're now at a race to the wire to does it happen during the season and then they go interim or does it happen at the end of the year? But one way or the other, I believe today that Brian Harson's going to get fired at Auburn. Here's the second thing I believe, and this is what I want to get Watson to talk about. When Harson got hired two years ago, Auburn people were pissed that he has no ties to the South. I believe the reason they had to go to a Boise State is that nobody wants to go up against Nick Saban. And can you blame him? Because of Saban's dominance, Watson, I believe the Auburn job is not nearly as attractive as the name should be. What do you think? Uh, right now. Right now, I think you're dead on. Um, any coach that goes in there right now knows the first thing he has to do to stay at Auburn is to beat Alabama, at least win your share. You can't – I've watched it, and you, you you don't beat Alabama half the time. If Alabama don't beat Auburn at least half the time, that guy's gone. It, it, it's both ways. They don't keep coaches that don't win that game. And um, I just – I just don't think that there that, that there's going to be a bunch of folks out there just begging for the job, George. And and uh, it's always been said in the coaching profession, and and this is a little bit different to me. But it's always been said when you're the second school in your own state, you're the second state school in your own state, you're in trouble. It's it's not going to be easy, and that hadn't always been true at Auburn. Auburn has is one is one of those schools that stayed with Alabama. They've won their share. They they get half the recruits, whatever. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, same thing. That that one's kind of gone back and forth to where there's not a dominance by either one. And uh, right now, it's it's dominance, and and I I just don't think that uh, when they let him go that they're going to be a bunch of folks just begging for it. And I'm talking about the right folks, the top dogs, because if you're going to beat Nick Saban, you got to go get a top dog and, uh, and spend the money to do it. As Alabama did when they brought in Nick Saban, they spent the money and, and it worked for them. And I just, I, I it's a little bit like Nebraska right now. Image of the old Nebraska and where it is right now is two different deals, George. And Auburn is right now as down as I've seen it in probably 20 years. At least when I was in at Vanderbilt as head coach in the mid-80s, they were rolling. If anything, they were beating oh, Alabama. Were Pat, Pat and I was the coach yeah. who, who brought me up in this business. And, and, uh, but, they're as down right now as I've seen them in a long, long time. Tommy Tuberville, I think, beat Alabama three, six four times years, in a row. What, six years in a row? It's a bunch. For, yeah. for that series, it was unbelievable. But you just don't last long when the, when, the, when the thing turns, man, and starts going the other way. 
Auburn or Alabama people, if you live in that state like I have for a long time, they don't, they're not patient when it comes to the other side. No, no they're just not. not patient. And they're not going to sit there and say, well, let's give him another year. Maybe he'll beat him next year. They don't think that way. And so it, it's unbelievable. And uh, there's, there's not another state like those two, in my personal opinion. There's not another state like it. And I was probably at the other one, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But neither one of those programs have reached the national dominance that Auburn and Alabama have. I mean, there's national championships won right there in that state. And there's been times, George, when it switches the next year to the other one. Yep. And so I don't think there's a state like it, Texas and Texas A&M, but Texas A&M never reached the status of Texas through all that. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State never could reach the status of Oklahoma. And so this, this, this series is different. There's no way Brian can make it. He's just – he doesn't have the time to, George. He can't get the players now. He does not have a quarterback. They played the backup the other day in the game. I watched it a lot, and he's not any better than Finley. So they got to deal with what they got. And for Penn State to walk into Auburn and dominate them like that, those fans are not going to put up with that. Now let's go to Nebraska. Let me just say up front, wherever my hand is there, that I'm not going to lie, I thought hiring Scott Frost was the answer. Me too. And the truth of it is, if most of you look in the mirror and you're truthful, so did you. So we now know four and a half years later, it didn't work. So I watched the game Saturday from my hotel room in Little Rock, believing that Nebraska would really, you know, have this emotional surge and that they would show everybody that they're not quite as bad as it seems. And you know what, Watson, it took me about a quarter and a half to just say, they haven't got any players in particular on defense. They're awful. Three schools we've been talking about here in the last five, 10 minutes, Georgia Tech, Auburn, Nebraska, George, there's no players. None of those three have players matching what they're playing. <laughs> if anybody who's been an underdog in probably 75% of the games I coached in in my career, uh, maybe more than 75%, uh, you got to have players, man. I mean, it, it just it don't match. And there's one person that can see it bird's eye view, and that's that head coach on the sidelines watching his team play an opponent, and you know you know you don't have the players to match. You brought up something earlier today that I want you to talk about. Oklahoma went through a down period. Tennessee's gone through a down period. Georgia had a time where things were down a little bit. Alabama. Alabama. You know, Texas. There, there's a young group that's forgotten that at Alabama there was – the Dennis oh. Franchoni era. There was the uh, uh, Mike Dubos, Mike uh, Price, era. Mike Shula, <laughs> Mike Price. I mean, George, Alabama, the University of Alabama now, we forget. Nick's made us forget all that. Yes. Because he came in to Gene Stallings, did a, finished it up, won a national championship, retired. And I'm telling you, they went through four coaches at the University of Alabama. That's hard to believe. But it, it does happen. But I don't think any 
have gotten as low as Nebraska is of those top dogs that we know to be in the top 10 of all time. Okay. And I put Nebraska in the top 10 of all time. And I don't believe any of those programs ever gotten as low talent wise as Nebraska is right now. When we went out there last week, you hit on something I had not thought about. And that was Nebraska used to feast on walk-ons from about a 200 mile radius that, that their whole life depended on being able to put on that Jersey and Watson, I get the feeling now in the in the world of transfer portal and NIL, those kids are saying, screw it. I'm not going through that. I'm going somewhere else. I don't know what it is, but Nebraska didn't have to give those kids scholarships. Those kids wanted to play at Nebraska in the worst way. They ended up on scholarship, but they came in there on their own, true walk-ons, paying their own way. And I can't tell you how what the percentages were of really good players that were walk-ons. But, George, they're, they're missing in always. I don't know what it is, and I'm worried about it because I don't know what the answer is. Since they went to the Big Ten, they have not been anywhere close to competitive. I don't think – I think their recruiting has gone the other way. They say Scott Frost didn't like to recruit – that, that's hard for me to believe. I mean, you're, you're trying to get the best player and get you know you don't win without players. I can't believe that he would sit around and not go work at recruiting. So I don't take that one. But they're not getting the players. No. They're not going to Nebraska. Nebraska, I told you this many times. I've coached at a lot of schools. When I went to Oklahoma and I put that shirt on and I walked in those high schools, all of a sudden – I was something special. <laughs> I'd go in some of these other places. Yeah, we'll get to you, Coach. Hang in there. I walk in with an Oklahoma shirt on and, come on in, Coach. Sit down here. I'll go get the player for you, whatever. And that was Nebraska the same way. It, it's nope. one of those top ten of all-time schools. And Texas fell off, but their talent level didn't fall that far. Alabama fell off. Auburn's off right now. But – the talent level at Nebraska, George, is group of five, low group of five right now, in my opinion. And I don't think I'm over-exaggerating. I know it's scary. It's really scary that the university in Nebraska could be that low in talent. And they still what? fill the place up. Till this day, they oh, I think they still have the record for most sellouts base. in a row. Yeah. It's By the way, I've got the I've got the shirt analogy for you. What's that? At Oklahoma, it was 100% cotton. The rest of them were either polyester or rayon. I don't think it would have mattered if it had been a T-shirt. If it had OU coach on it, they were bringing you in the door. I can tell you there is a difference. Okay, we'll continue this discussion when we come back. It's college football front and center stage. So far, it's been decidedly negative. We'll get a positive or two in there when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures, 
All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. One area I can help with is if you are newly or nearly retired or maybe have changed jobs and have an old 401k account. You may need more information to help you clearly understand your options. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Check in with our buddy Brian Stewart, who joins us from One Stop Realty. How are you? Doing great, George. Uh, guess what today is? Today is Monday Night Football Doubleheader Day. Yes, it is. And it is all, well, and by the it, way, tighten it? up, dadgummit. We, we've got to go up to Buffalo and, oh, good grief. It's going to be a heck of a game tonight. I really hope we get that win tonight. But, 
more, more importantly, I, I think just because of, well, it's my business and the Titans, unfortunately, just don't pay me. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out, George, you see in the background here, we have our new signs and our new logo, man. I am excited. Oh, yeah. See, I told you it was going to be a plaster exclusive, and there it is, man. There it and is. So, very excited about this, George. Uh, we, we have changed the logo, but we have definitely not changed how we operate. We are a family business. I want to, you know, make sure that people understand that I, Brian Stewart, own this company free and clear. Uh, I'm the owner and principal broker. I have 30 fantastic agents. Uh, a lot of these guys and gals that are with me have been in this business for a very long time. Uh, our, our business motto is treat people like family um, because that's what we are. We all have families. We all have people we're providing for. And that's what we do that why we do this for a living is, you know, we're trying to help people realize their dreams of owning a home, owning property. Um, so, you know, us helping them is, you know, like I've told you before, seeing them at the closing table, everybody's excited. Everybody's just anxious to get the keys and get in their new home or take possession of the new property. That's what we're here for, George. And, you know, whether we have a new logo or the logo that's been around since 74, um, we, we are still the same principle of company that we care for our clients. We want to be there to help. And we want to see a, a, a referral-based program with us uh, where people go out and say, hey, I worked with Brian. I worked with these agents at one stop, and these guys and gals actually cared about me. Um, they, they really wanted me to get the best deal, and they really cared about what was going on in the deal and uh, saw me to the finish line. So, George, I, I just encourage everybody to give us a call. Our number is 615-822-0750. You can see us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Please give us a like and follow. Our website is onestoprealtytn.com. We'd love to hear from you. And George, I will not be here uh, for the rest of the week. I'm going to be uh, gone till Friday evening uh, in Indiana for the uh, Realtor Convention up there, learning more about what we can do to help our clients. Beautiful. Listen, you have a safe trip. We'll talk to you next week. Behave until then. Will do, George. Thank you, sir. See you, Brian. Okay, let's get back to the college football talk with Watson Brown. Watson, we, we brought up earlier in the show Lance Leopold, the coach at Kansas. Now, he's not the first smart coach that ever walked in there, but what is it he's doing? What are you hearing that, that has got him, not necessarily that they've, completely turned a corner, but they're a hell of a lot better than when he got there. I think it's two things. I think his recruiting is he's brought in a much better player. How he's done that, I'd like to know because I don't know if he's judging talent better. Kansas isn't a place everybody just dying to go. Uh, it'll get better for him the more he keeps winning. Um, winning sets up recruiting, but you got to recruit sometimes before you win and the guys that can figure that out are the ones that make it. Um, but I watch his teams play, George, and he's his teams are very disciplined, and they they already play with poise and confidence. And that is so hard to get till you start winning. And for some reason, he got it. Um, it, it happened straight to West Virginia, and that's his big win. I'm not sure the Houston win 
is right. that great a win. Uh, but the West Virginia win on the road when he took his team there and they hadn't, they just beaten Tennessee Tech in an easy one. They hadn't played anybody yet. They, you know, on, on the one division one level and, and uh, for him to take them in there and have confidence to, to win that game, the way they did win it tells me two things, good players and, and playing with, with poise and confidence and give him credit for that. I don't want to overdo it because he's got a lot of, a lot of tough opponents coming up, uh, but um, a, a great start and a well-deserved pat on the back. I, would we not say maybe the best in the country at the start as far as complete different team from the year before? Around. Oh, God, yes. Yep, yeah. I'm not sure we wouldn't pick them. Vanderbilt's one that we would pick. I mean, Vanderbilt's three and one and won the games they could win. And, uh, and you see better players. And you see a team that's playing better. So uh, uh, same thing to Clark Lee that I see up in Kansas. Although none of their wins are to the level of West Virginia. No. Uh, no. You but know, I to mean, me, the jury is still very much out on Vandy. I see marginally better athletes, but I don't see enough to sit there and say, man, when they get in conference play, they're going to scare a bunch of people. I'm not willing to go there yet. No, no, I'm not either, and I never have. But I'm just saying it is a good turnaround. Yeah, it's a it's a nice start at three it, and it, one. It, it is a good turnaround, and uh, I, I'm not so sure that Kansas is going to jump in the Big Twelve and 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 dominate yet either. So, um, but we'll see. But both of those schools have had really nice turnarounds this year. Okay. Conventional wisdom. We know Arizona State is open. We know Nebraska is open. We believe Auburn, and we're certain Georgia Tech at the end of the year. Leopold, take any of those four? I don't know. That'd be interesting. It depends on how he feels about Kansas. None of those just jump at you. Because uh, Nebraska today doesn't have the feel it had 20 and, years and, ago. And, and the coaching world knows that. They know it's not the old Nebraska. And they know they got their hands full. And they also know the fans still think of it as the old Nebraska. So it's it's not just a great place to go. Auburn people are so impatient. That's not a great place to go. Georgia Tech, to me, is, is a hidden good job. I think Georgia Tech being in the ACC, which isn't dominant right now, and I think you could get back to where you're 50-50 in that league at Georgia Tech. Arizona State, Georgia's never been a great job. Um, so I don't think any of the four we're talking about are great jobs. There's one of that four that's going to throw around big bucks, and that's Auburn. Uh, the other three I don't think would be throwing around a whole lot more money than a Kansas was probably will to keep Leopold. Well, I would think that AD's already laid a contract on Leopold's oh, desk. Yeah. I don't think you'll see him sign it just tomorrow, but I bet you he's already got a contract laying on his desk. So at Arizona State, we've all heard there's NCAA rumblings going on right now. It was very interesting to me, Watson, that even though it was in a kidding way, after the interview that I did with Herm, 
I don't know, a month, six weeks ago. He made the comment, and then he laughed when he said it. Don't forget me a year from now. I might not be coaching. <laughs> and, you know, he laughed about it, but I think he knew. I think he knew that this might not have a happy ending. Well, it, it, just so much he's fighting, George. And and the, the NC2A piece is not something right now you want to deal with because the NC2A to me, they're trying to get a little power back and and in in different ways. And I and and I don't I'm not gonna say they prejudice would do this, but they're not real fond of football right now either, with all the all the power five talk and and leaving the NC2A and all of that kind of stuff. I think there may be more meets the eye at Arizona State and there there may be some things come down out there that are not going to be easy for them to handle. Okay, I'm going to throw kind of a weird one out there, but I believe this. I think Pat Fitzgerald is a really good football coach. And his long-term record at Northwestern is incredibly consistent, incredibly good at a really difficult school. I believe he has reached a point that this job has gotten harder in the last year and a half. It doesn't appear to me that he's getting as good an athlete as he was getting. An athletic director with a little bit of smarts, and notice that I said a little bit of smarts, will ignore this last year and a half, put a call into Pat Fitzgerald and say, hey, would you like a fresh start? Would you like to get the pressure of Northwestern off your back? Come join us at X school. You can help us. Well, athletic directors have, that's not been their history. Athletic directors go for the hot dude, which I've on this show vividly said is not the way to go about it. Find a fit to your scoop. See, the first person I think if I'm Georgia Tech, I go talk to is Pat Fitzgerald. Now, Georgia Tech, everybody thinks Georgia Tech is a private school. Georgia Tech's a public school, but it's not easy to get in the school. And and uh, so he fits the Georgia Tech M.O. And uh, that'd be one, if I'm the A.D., be one of the first one I'd go talk to. But I don't know, Georgia, these, these A.D.s in today's world, it's all image, man. And they don't just jump at guys that are losing right at the time being. I think that's where somebody misses the boat. I agree. I think he is a very good football coach. And I don't think he's his time is up yet. And I think if he got out of there and got somewhere else, he would get motivated big time and it would it would juice him up again. Well, anybody who knows this stuff knows the fight at Northwestern is a little bit like Vandy. It's a little bit like Duke. It, it's tough. It's a private school in a big boy conference. And for about 12, 14 years, Pat Fitzgerald fought that fight as good as anybody. I'm just yep. saying that an AD with a brain could sort of put two and two together and say, you know what? It's worth a call right now to see if he's had enough of that struggle. That's all I'm saying. He may I, say no, but it's worth a phone call. 
Oh, I, I'm 100% agree with you, George. I've always thought he's he's done a great job with what he's had. And uh, uh, and I think for the first time, I'm not sure he wouldn't listen because I can kind of see it in his eyes a little bit yeah. when I watch games. I, I, I don't see that fire and brimstone. Is that an old linebacker and he coached his kids that way and I'm not seeing that right now? Um, You back? Yeah, it looked like you froze. Well, you did too. We were both in the really? in the black. Maybe maybe people have had enough of us. They're trying to get us off. <laughs> did I look better frozen? Uh, you went past frozen. You went completely dark. Oh wow! Okay. You went well, off. That, so did I. That's All there was was a little an circle in the thing. That's maybe <laughs> we'll what we are—just little circles in this. <laughs> we'll we'll take this final break. Plaster bets of the day are coming up next on Main Street Media Television. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. 
We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid state games on the weekly basis. So you know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. Breaking news, it's now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bart Durham Injury Law has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you too have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, you should let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need while you and your family focus on your complete recovery. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. And let's take a look at your weekend that you had, George. It was a little bit better than the last couple weekends. You had a win with A&M and the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday, but you lost a few, South Carolina, Notre Dame, and Cleveland. So Cleveland. Not, not as God. apathetic as you have been. Cleveland. What a disgrace. Good Lord. Fraud. They were. They were an absolute fraud yesterday. You're up by 13 with two two and a half minutes left. Corey Davis was open by 30 yards for the first of the two touchdowns. Anyway, I'm, I'm angry. I'm turning Tom Brady. Let's get positive. Let's get positive with the two tonight. You're going with okay. the Eagles. I feel really strong about this one. This will be a high-scoring game. Philly is tough at home. They've got weapons. So does Minnesota. But oftentimes, there's a difference between the Minnesota you get in their new building and the Minnesota you get on the road. I'm going Philly. 
and I'm going with them. I feel strong on Philly. Feel good? Feel really good. Feel, do you feel as good about this next one? No. No, I don't. Not as good about the Titans tonight. No. No, I, I, I'm kind of like Watson. I think they play really tough, but I don't think they win. I think Buffalo is the class of the AFC right now, and Josh Allen is a horse. Stud. Yeah. Watson, what do you think? I think the Titans beat the spread, okay. but I'm not, I'm not willing to pick them. I think it's going to be a very close game, but if I had to pick between the two, I'd take Buffalo in a very close game. What about game two? Philly? I, I'm yep. with you. I think Philly wins the game, and I think they win it by more than two. So, yes, I, I like your pick, which doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it means even less today yeah. than it did two weeks me, ago. Me being, me being the guy that you go to to help you pick is not, not, a, good, not a good thing. No. Okay, tomorrow, postmortems. We'll have Watson's Titans analysis. We'll have a little bit of Mike Vrabel's press conference uh, when he gets back into town. And then Tony Basilio to talk about the much-hyped, and I think much-deserved, Tennessee-Florida matchup Saturday at Neyland Stadium. ESPN's college football game day will be there. We'll have coverage all week long. We ask that you stick around. For Billy Derrick and for Watson Brown, who's there on the plateau, George Plaster saying, thanks for being with us. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs>